Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who is worthy to receive all blessing. And so we are in the seventh and last description of Jesus that the Apostle John gives us in the verse that we know as Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. So this is the end of a song that the angels are singing to uh, the Lamb. And so it reads that the angels are singing, uh, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Yes, I think uh, as we reflect on this, uh, the seventh um, of the sevenfold, I call the the sevenfold eulogy, or the sevenfold praise of Jesus, they are actually like an expression like the menorah, the seven golden lampstand, while it is one lamb, but there are seven candlesticks, but they are joined together, they are distinct, each of them are distinct, but yet they are one. So this is the summation of the, all the seven expressions that is one. And the summation is very important because the word blessing is actually eulogia, that you use about 16 times in the New Testament. And eulogia is actually, the entire seven is a, is a sevenfold eulogia. But the word blessing tied all together at the end. So it's very, very crucial. And so the seven, I would say that sum up all that category, all the major category, we can describe the worthiness, the beauty, the the, the power, the glory of the same slain lamb. Without the seven, is incomplete to, ex- to, to describe all that is worth. But there are many subcategories by which we can express his praiseworthiness and uh, the bountifulness of the variety of ways that we can actually describe him in a praiseworthy way. Now, the word eulogia is where we get the word eulogy, which means that when someone, you want to remember someone, you read what they have done, who they are, and what they meant, what they meant to a bunch of people around them. This happened a lot in birthday, mm-hmm. funeral, and all this kind of thing. So, in the case of Jesus, he is a living slain lamb who had been resurrected. Yeah, so, we're right. not describing a dead person. We're describing a living person who is alive. And this living person is worthy to be described in a praiseworthy way, in in great abundance, in a bountiful way, Mm -hmm. through different expression in our life. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, you can see him in in nature. You can see him Mm -hmm. the way that he created things. You can see him the way the color of the sky is painted in different season in different shades of the day. You can see in various activity that humanity put together. So I know you have a thought right now, so I don't want you to lose your thought. So Blair, why don't you contribute? Something? I just want to interject there. That I almost uh, look at it like he's worthy of all blessings, meaning like he's worthy of all expression of blessing. Like every single form that we can express, attempt to express glory towards him or worship towards him whether that be sound whether that be sight whether that be art music or a structure that's built like anything that we can do to invoke 
blessing to him and our human capabilities. He's worthy of all of it. All forms of creativity to express the thankfulness and the glory that he has from us. Uh, I, I don't know that. that no, I think you're saying something very key there. It's basically the hallelujah. Yes. The, the non-stop hallelujah, but hallelujah in a variety of expression. It's the praise the Lord. Okay, praise the Lord. That somebody runs so fast in the 100-meter race, the way the muscle coordinator right. and the human strength, praise the Lord for the expression in sports. Praise the Lord in the way the painting comes out, the sculpture right. come out through the creation of a person. How the buildings, I mean, I, like the Catholics, they, they built buildings that invoked worship because yes. of how beautiful they were, because yes. they were stunning to see that you had to, you couldn't do anything but think of the glory of God. You're talking about the medieval time, yes, and the, yes, and the 15th, 16th century, yeah. Mike, Michelangelo, and most other great artists. Things they were, that caused you to wonder. Yes, and so that's why Romans 12 talks about the worship, presenting your body as a living sacrifice. But verse 2 talks about, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed in the renewal of your mind. Mm -hmm. A person who is worshipful, even the mental faculty, is probably power up and fire up in mm -hmm. such a way that their works of their hand and the imagination of their mind uh, releases the praise, the bountiful praiseworthiness, the eulogia of the slain lamb in a variety of ways. It's not even limited to just religious art and religious music. It has no categorization for that. It permeates every facets 24-7 in every sphere, in every expression. If you look hard enough, you can say praise the Lord for things that is praiseworthy to His name almost every day. You put it something that tastes amazing in your mouth mm -hmm. and then you say praise the Lord. God created this taste and you see a certain color and lighting. You say praise the Lord. Exactly. When you see baby being born alive, crying, you say praise the Lord, new life. Yeah, I mean, so I think this is something... That even goes along with like do all things as if doing them unto the Lord. You know, even you know, most Christians work in what we would call the marketplace or the workforce. Not all are in ministry. Now, majority are not in ministry, but everything they do in a worshipful lifestyle is a blessing unto the Lord. So, if Jesus is the one who is worthy to receive blessing, then we are the blessed one. That's why the beatitude in Matthew 5 is so important. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Mm. As you say, blessed are the poor in spirit. Okay? Not theirs is the kingdom of God. Mine is the kingdom of God, if you personalize and apply that. Blessed are the pure in hearts, for I shall see God if I'm pure in heart. Mm -hmm. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, for I shall be comforted if I mourn for the things that break God's heart. Mm -hmm. You know, so... We are living a blessed life. And then if we are married with a family or we are single in family, we are in a blessed family. So our whole life is already blessed because we are in relationship with the one who is worthy to receive all blessing. Now, because we are blessed, the way we talk, the way we act, the way we give, we have the mindset of the blessed one. Let me tell you this. This is very important. Someone with a poverty mindset, mm. I'm not talking about uh, just having lots and lots of material things. I'm talking about mindset. Mm -hmm. A person that the widow could give, give away the middle, widow's mind because he has a she has a blessed mindset. The, the Mary of Bethany could break the alabaster flask with an extravagant worship because she has a blessed mindset. Mm. Why? 
because she did not hold on to it thinking that's the only thing she will ever have. Her God is so full of blessing that she's in relationship with this God when she part way and gave away something that she deemed abundance relatively. She's saying, oh no, that's not the only thing I have. I'm in relationship with the one who is worthy of all the blessings. Therefore, I'm blessed. And Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Why? Because only someone with a blessed mindset can live in extravagant giving. Someone with a poverty mindset can have a lot of stuff, a lot of money, a lot of influence, a lot, but they are not generous to share them because they're afraid that once they part ways with the things that is under their control, they will have no more. And so we're not talking about relative abundance. We're talking about a mindset of blessedness. And someone who lives in a mindset of blessedness have very little control spirit. We're not talking about uh, stewardship, excellent stewardship. We're talking about a mindset of needing to be in control of every little thing and not be able to trust the Lord and part way with things and give it away and seeing other people flourish and all they have is locked into their tiny little world of poverty mindset, not blessed mindset. So because He's the one who's worthy to receive the blessing, we're the blessed one. Therefore, everything we say and do, we leave out that position of blessedness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, just one more point I want to try to tease out before we dive into our prayer is that the Lord, this blessing, He made us to bless Him, but He also restricted Himself to, of receiving blessing through us. I mean, we Restricted? Are, what do you mean? I'm trying to... Help me with my language. And thanks for pushing back. Um, like, only what we produce can release... In this instance, what we produce in our lives can release blessing. So if I'm limited in myself, I'm limited in the blessing I can give to the Lord. And so, but he designed it in a way, not even to talk about the limits, but he designed us in relationship with him because he wanted to receive blessing from us in relationship with him of advancing the kingdom of God, of being fruitful and multiplying. He wanted to do it in relationship with us. I mean, he's worthy of all of it at all times, but he even chose to have it unravel throughout human history because he wanted to do it in relationship. And actually throughout human history, he's inviting us to experience that blessedness. Yes. And that blessedness is not ethereal. Actually, it can manifest in the way we live and respond to that revelation. So I just want to encourage our audience, encounter the one who's worthy to receive all blessing. And know that you are the blessed one because you're in relationship with him. And because you're blessed, your relationship with time, your relationship with people, your relationship with material things will change because you look at them very differently. And you will control them very differently. You will part way with them very differently. And uh, so Jesus says it's more blessed to give and to receive. I believe the Lord is raising a very, uh, a generation of extravagant worshiper who will know how to use the stewardship of time, relationship, money, and all different things to express that, that extravagant heart of God. Amen. So Jesus, we say thank you that you are the one who is worthy to receive all blessing and because you are the one to receive worthy to receive all blessing we have been blessed by you and so lord we ask today that you would have the fullness of your blessing from our lives 
and that we would walk in the same mindset that you did, that you uh, gave everything of yourself because you wanted to be enjoyed by men. Lord, we ask that we would give everything with you, that we would live in this blessed mindset. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we invite you to join us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love. You satisfy